You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Thursday, June the 15th, 2023. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Palestinian sources say one person was killed and several others were injured during exchanges of fire with IDF forces operating in Nablus. The Israeli security forces demolished the home of one of the terrorists who killed Staff Sergeant Idan Baruch in a shooting attack near Shavay Shomron last year. During the demolition operation, shots were fired at Israeli security forces and explosives, pipe bombs and fireworks were thrown at them. The Israeli security forces responded with crowd dispersal means and live fire. There were no Israeli casualties. Damage was caused to Israeli military vehicles. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant will meet this evening in Brussels with his American counterpart Lloyd Austin. Prior to departing, Gallant said he will discuss with Austin implementing joint commitment of both countries to ensure Iran never attains a nuclear military capability. Gallant will also attend the Paris Air Show, visit the Israeli pavilion at the event and meet with Jewish community leaders. Separately, Gallant issued a statement welcoming Germany's approval of a commitment to a multi-billion euro deal to acquire Israel's Arrow 3 air and missile defense system. The German commitment letter will be signed after the United States, which was involved in the development of the Arrow system, grants approval for the sale. The New York Times reports that the Biden administration has been negotiating quietly with Iran to limit Tehran's nuclear program and free imprisoned Americans as part of a larger U.S. effort to ease tensions and reduce the risk of a military confrontation with Iran. The report, which cited Israeli, Iranian and U.S. officials, said that under the new pact, Iran would agree not to enrich uranium beyond its current production level of 60 percent purity, would halt lethal attacks on American contractors in Syria and Iraq by its proxies in the region, would expand its cooperation with international nuclear inspectors and refrain from selling ballistic missiles to Russia. In return, Iran would expect the United States to avoid tightening sanctions, to not seize oil-bearing foreign tankers, and to not seek new punitive resolutions at the United Nations or the International Atomic Energy Agency against Iran for its nuclear activity. According to the report, some of the indirect talks took place this spring in Oman. A senior IDF delegation is traveling to Cairo to present the findings of the probe into the Sinai border attack last week in which an Egyptian police officer who infiltrated Israel killed three IDF soldiers. A con reporter says Israel is seeking answers from Egyptian authorities to several questions regarding the perpetrator, including whether he acted alone, had a past of religious radicalism, and how he knew about the existence of the emergency border fence gate he used to enter Israel, which the IDF forces posted in the sector were unaware of. The future of the judicial reform talks at the president's residence remains unclear. This following the Knesset election yesterday of only one of two representatives to the Judicial Selection Committee, opposition MK Karine El-Harar, forcing another secret ballot in a month's time for the coalition slots. 
The opposition said afterwards that until the Judicial Selection Committee is formed and functional, there will be no talks at the president's residence on judicial reform compromise. Opposition leader Yair Lapid of Yeshatid said today that the coalition members who broke ranks and cast ballots for the opposition candidate El Harar to the Judicial Selection Committee, enabling her election, did not switch parties or were promised anything. He said they acted as they did because they are decent people and no longer willing to be part of a system that is destroying Israeli society. Meanwhile, in response to the opposition party's declaration of a freeze in talks at the president's residence, cabinet ministers Yariv Levine, Betzalel Smotrich, and Itamar Ben-Gvir are demanding that the prime minister begin unilaterally advancing legislation related to the judiciary overhaul. Businessman Arnon Milchin will give his remote testimony for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's corruption trial from the city of Brighton in the UK, the prosecution has announced. Milchin is alleged to have given Netanyahu expensive gifts in return for aid in business regulatory affairs. In addition to representatives from the prosecution and defense, Netanyahu's wife Sarah will also be present after the court authorized the attendance of a defendant or first-degree family member. Culture news. British band Suede is performing tonight at the Menorah Miftahim Arena in Tel Aviv. And it's been announced that international pop icon Christina Aguilera will grace the stage in Israel for a one-time concert at the Live Park Rishon Letzion on August 10th. The weather outlook, cooler with a chance of drizzle to light local rain in the north and along the coast. Warmer tomorrow, especially in the hills and inland. Maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, 25, Haifa, 24, Beersheba, 29, and in Eilat, going up to 36 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.